you thought about just the fact that there are just two tournaments left for you in Iowa's English? I'll think about that March 20th. All right, sounds good. Thanks. Check it out. Who's Bears drafted? Trading It is not March 20th, it's actually April 27th, and it's pretty busy time on the sports calendar, especially this week. We've got the U.S. Open running all week out in Las Vegas, we've got the NFL Draft, which begins tonight and goes through Saturday in Kansas City. We've even got the Drake Relays, which has been running all week, but truly begins in earnest tonight with the Distance Carnival at Drake Stadium in Des Moines. And on today's show, we're going to blend a couple of those events together, the U.S. Open and the NFL Draft, thanks to an awesome conversation with Iowa wrestler Jacob Warner. Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. I'm Cody Goodwin, the Register's wrestling writer, and I'm glad you're here. Yes, on today's show, we're talking with Jacob Warner, four-time All-American for the Iowa Hawkeyes, and an outspoken, diehard Chicago Bears fans. One of the perks of my job is truly getting to know these wrestlers and coaches um, throughout any given season and really during the course of their careers and you know, learning a lot of the little fun facts about them. And with Warner, we've always had a loose conversation about fantasy football each fall, and I've always enjoyed his passion for the Bears in the NFL. So today, caught up with Warner to talk first and foremost about his beloved Chicago Bears, who at one point had the number one overall pick in the NFL draft. Um, as you guys heard in the um, intro before the intro music, um, he guessed uh, correctly. I don't know if that was a guess. He probably read up on an expert that, you know, projected that the Bears were going to trade back. And now they have back to number nine, number nine overall pick starting tonight in the first round. Uh, so we talked to him about kind of what he hopes the Bears are going to do with that pick, um, what he hopes his team will do the rest of the draft. And then, of course, um, uh, talked a little bit of wrestling. Warner's actually out in Vegas this weekend for the U.S. Open. There's a large contingent from Iowa and the Hawkeye Wrestling Club that are competing this week and the upcoming weekend. So we discussed who he's excited to watch, his own wrestling career, um, how he was formally announced as a member of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club, what his future plans are on and off the mat. I always enjoy talking with Jacob Warner. Um, I think you guys are really going to enjoy this conversation. Awesome mishmash of football, wrestling, and a little bit more too. Check it out. As promised here with Jacob Warner, former Iowa wrestler Jacob Warner. Is that a weird thing to hear? Uh, not when you're still sticking around. Iowa wrestler Jacob Warner um, here to talk a number of different things. It's U.S. Open week. Um, You're there coaching and air quotes. Um, You'll probably do a little bit of coaching. There's some young guys there. Um, But I wanted to ask you first, um, Warner, you're a diehard Bears fan. NFL draft week. How are we feeling, man? How are you feeling? I feel good. I like uh, I like trading back out of the number one pick. I thought that trade getting DJ Moore is great. Telford's been giving me crap about it because he acts like he doesn't know who DJ Moore is, but um, I'm super happy with it. I think Ryan Poles is doing a great job. So you told me a month ago because I was just kind of you know we joke about various things at these media availabilities, and 
I forgot what exactly we were talking about, but I remember asking as you were walking out the door, like, what are the Bears going to do with number one pick? And at, without missing a beat, trading back. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. You mentioned the, you know, picking up DJ Moore. Um, I wanted to ask you first, though, before we kind of, you know, who are they going to take in the draft? Um, how'd you become a Bears fan? I know you're from Illinois, not quite from Chicago, but like, how did that get started for you? Yeah, I actually didn't really grow up watching the NFL. Um, my dad's not super into it. I was always a big Notre Dame fan for college football, always followed college football more. Um, my best friend was a Bears fan. I'm from Illinois. So, like, I was always a Bears fan, but I just never paid attention. Um, probably till like, my senior year when I got into college and I started paying attention to it more. Um, when I was younger, all I did was watch wrestling and college football. So, I always liked football. I just – that that was never watched at my house so I never like got into it and then once I got into the NFL it was like obviously I'm a Bears fan so like I just roll with it so do you remember when it clicked that like yeah like I'm gonna start watching these guys a little bit more uh probably started my senior year started watching a little bit more and then once I got into college it was like every Sunday you know you a lot of times we have practice Saturday at football games Saturday uh and then Sunday I just chill on the couch and watch NFL all day long so well, and it probably helps too that like Iowa City, that's like the, I, I feel like there's a joke there that Iowa City is like a Chicago suburb basically, right? Like, cause yeah. there's, there's a handful of Chicago bars here and there. There's a pretty strong contingent from like the Chicago land area that goes to school there. Um, yeah. I don't know if that helped at all, but like you probably felt like, yeah, okay, there's a lot of Bears fans here. Well, or Iowa City is kind of a mosh pit. You get like Bears fans and you get Packers fans and you get Vikings fans and you get Chiefs fans and it's like a big old hosh posh. I would say Bears probably outweigh the rest. Um, but definitely you there's a lot of different fans there. So I was at school there at Iowa when the Blackhawks were winning everything. And yeah. so originally from Kansas City, we've had some like minor league hockey, some like AHL, USHL, stuff like Blues that. Fan? No. Like I don't have uh, NFL or NHL fandom like affiliation. Like I went to, I have one of my best friends lives in Boston, and so we actually went to the Bruins' first playoff game. Um, what was that last week? Um, yeah, that was sick. But like, so like the Blackhawks are winning all these. You know, they're competing for Stanley Cups and going deep into the playoffs. So like, we'd be at DC's basically every night during the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's like, it was so cool. And like, I never yeah. want to give Chicago fans like credit, but like, that was a lot of fun. Just like, I don't know, following the team and being kind of a part of that wave a little bit. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Chicago, everything besides baseball. I'm a Cardinals fan. Um, and I bet that goes up, over well. Yeah. The only <laughs> sport I watched, the only professional sport I watched growing up was baseball. Didn't watch basketball. Didn't watch football. Didn't watch NHL. I paid attention watched it like I'm a sports fan so I knew what was going on relatively but the only one that I would consistently watch were the Cardinals so when this when they were winning all those cups I like knew they were winning obviously like I like the Blackhawks because I'm from Illinois but like I wasn't like into it necessarily yeah so. you 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 might get a kick out of this I went to a Blackhawks parade before I went to a Chiefs parade Nice. Uh, because you know at the time like a lot of buddies i went to school with lived in chicago so i'm like yeah i'll drive in for the parade i've never seen one of these before you know because i'm from kansas city but i didn't grow up a royals fan either because they were so bad yeah and the chiefs weren't winning then exactly well they were they were like winning but not like winning winning they were yeah. like they were like the perennial 10 and 6 team yep yep the packers yeah <laughs> pretty much they, they were pretty good <laughs> yeah. um Okay, so how 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 has your Bears fandom grown? 
like I guess over the last few years? Because like you're you're very outspoken about your fandom now. Uh, I'm a very like outspoken person about things I care about and am loyal to um, when it comes to anything. So it was a note like once I got into it, it was like, well, this is it. I'm going to this is my personality. I don't give a crap about what anybody says. So um, the only the Bears fans on our team, like when I was in college or me, Costello, Miles Wilson, Abasad and Morningstar. It was us five. Tom, Cassiope's a Bears fan too, but he doesn't talk about it as much. <laughs> Wilson would talk about it every once in a while, but me, Costello, and Abe and Star, like the big ones, were the big hitters. So um, we and the NFL is the most popular sport in our wrestling room, besides wrestling, obviously. Like that's where the most shit gets talked. So uh, we we're outspoken about it, and I take a lot of pride into it. So well, and you guys have a pretty heated like fantasy football league too, don't you? Yeah, so yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm in two. I'm in two. I got last in one and it was not good, but with some of the football guys on the football team. But uh the one on the one on our wrestling team, I can't remember who got last in it this year, but I know Abe was Abe won it last year, the like two seasons ago, and his team was horrible and like just his team was riddled with injuries, but every week he'd pick somebody off up off the waiver and they would just go off. And he did that for like the last six weeks, made it into the playoffs and won. And it was just like one of those things. Like, how do you, how do you pull that off? Like you're, you look at his team on paper and it was so bad and he would just win scrappy wins. That's impressive. Maybe he should be a GM. <sighs> maybe, maybe. GM Abasad. There you go. What, uh, what was your fantasy football team name? I'm always curious about this. Uh, Dicka's mustache rides. Okay, I've I've heard worse. That's okay. Yeah. So my other one is suck my dicka. So <laughs> yeah, that That's, was that was the one with the team was suck my dicka. There you go. It, it's so. Do you guys have? I'm curious about this fantasy football league. Do you guys have like punishments for those who take last? Yeah. Um. I don't even know if we made a punishment this year. Um. I know last year was the loser had to do the blaze and wing challenge my buddy brett did um because he was one of the baseball players that was in our wrestling one too so it was kind of like a wrestling league but it was also like a couple other guys that we were just like friends with so yeah um he had to do the blazing challenge i know i lost in our one and me and abe were in one with like uh padilla and moss and nico on the football team and i had to wear an outfit of their choosing downtown so I had on like a crop. I had on like a tank top with like tights, a uh, a fanny pack, and like some like not cool glasses. So, <laughs> yeah, that'll teach you to pay really close attention to the NFL, then, huh? It was, it, dude. It was such crap. I was six points away from making it into the playoffs. Abe, Abe's team won two games all year, and then he beat Riley Moss in the first round of like the losers bracket because Moss scored like 70 points that week and then Abe moved on and then Moss spanked me for last. So dumb. It was, I was so mad. <laughs> I was so mad when the whole thing was going on. Cause uh, so such crap. That's funny. That's yeah. really funny. I'm going to miss those conversations when the wrestling season rolls back around next year, because it's always kind of fun to be like, okay, like, cause, cause by the time media day rolls around, you guys are like what midway through the season or three fourths away through the fantasy season. So Cause it's yeah, like November, right? Like yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Somewhere around there. 
But I, I rolled with it all year long. So I'm like I said, I'm an avid Bears fan. I like I like talking about them. Um, so okay, they have what ninth overall pick after trading back? Ninth. Who do you think they're taking? Who do you want them to take? I want them to take Paris Johnson Jr., the tackle from Ohio State. Okay. Um if he's okay, so I'm okay with him or Jalen Carter if he drops. Because what I think we need is help on the line, offensively and defensively. Um, we're pretty good at linebackers. Our secondary is decent. I think we do need help there, like one or two more. But I don't think we need to go early there. We have to. I think we have to go early on the line. Um, our weapon, our weapons on offense are good. If they draft Bijan Robinson, I'm not going to be happy. I know a lot of people are thinking that we're going to draft him at nine. I won't be happy about that. Even though he's a great player, it doesn't matter how great you are if nobody can block for you. So, no, that's that's wanna, totally fair. Those are the two I want. If both are gone, I would take uh, Peter Storonsky or Storon, Storonsky from the other tackle or the other uh, lineman from Northwestern. That would be me. So you really, you really just want to protect Justin Fields. That sounds like what we're doing here. Or getting Jalen Carter. Well, yeah, he's. Do you think he he'll drop, drop that far? I feel like he's the best athlete outside of Will Anderson in the. You know, I guess Bijan's probably one of the best athletes too, but running back shouldn't go that high. No, running back should never go that high. Uh, I think if four QBs are taken in the top nine or top eight, then you're going to have a cornerback taken somewhere. And then if the Lions take that Tyree Wilson instead from Texas Tech, I think he could drop back. It just depends. It depends on where people go. I, you never know. Also, I've seen that we might trade back out of the number nine pick, especially depending on how the draft goes, if we can get one of those linemen later. Um, a big issue is that we have the number nine pick, but then I don't think we have another pick till like 57th maybe. We have like a, or 55. Like we have like a 40-something pick gap um, between our first round and our next pick, I believe. But then we have two picks in the second round. So I don't know. I think if they trade back, that's fine. Um, it just depends on how the draft goes. Makes sense. So you clearly want to protect Justin Fields. Um, yeah, our, our offensive line is horrible. So is our defensive line. So I, yeah. you have to get both. Those those are like the, your top two priorities. Okay. But outside offensive line, I don't think we need much. Like, I think we only need one or two offensive linemen, and then we'll be fine. Like, we're not hurting that much, um, especially with the Oklahoma State kid back. Um, and we're, and they'll move some guys around, but we'll see. And we just signed the uh, Titans lineman too. I can't remember his name. It's like we were like we're doing stuff. I like what Ryan Poles is doing. So <laughs> oh. I like him a lot better than Ryan Pace, and I hate Matt Nagy. So, well, I think what Matt Nagy's part back on the he's basically the Chiefs' offensive coordinator and waiting, if not already. Um, yeah, yeah he definitely is now. Coach, and I hope he ruins Mahomes so you I, guys feel our pain. <laughs> I don't think he will. Man, I we felt that pain forever because we always pulled like the 49ers backups or 49ers has been quarterbacks. True, true. I mean, I don't mind I don't mind Mahomes. I just don't like Matt Nagy at all. <laughs> I think I don't think Trubisky was that bad of a QB. Um I mean he took the Bears to be like what they had four losses that one year in 2018-19. So like for five losses, something like that. So it's like he was good enough to win and I don't think Matt Nagy cared enough to try to make him win. I think he's an egotistical. I like him. I like I like what they're doing now, but well, they're only one year in, and last year was rough. But they were exciting to watch, even though they were losing every game, which I think is a step in the right direction. Well, I think clearly you guys like J Justin Fields proved I think last year that he can be the dude for you. 
Um, yeah, especially once you get them a line that a line that can protect them to throw. Obviously, you don't want them running around every every play. He's going to get hurt. And then now we kind of have receivers that can do something. I think I think Darnell Mooney is a great slot guy. I think Chase Claypool is not a number one wide receiver. I never thought that, but he's a great number two and deep ball guy because he's so big and athletic. So now you have DJ Moore. That's a clear number one top wide receiver in the league. Potentially, he's been very good with crappy quarterbacks the last couple of years. Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, like he hasn't really been in a great position. Cam Newton, and he's played well. He's had thousand thousand yard seasons every year. So we'll see. So if you had to choose, because I feel like if you just keep Fields upright, like you won an offensive line in the first round. Like if you keep him upright, it could be a pretty fun offense. So then yes. like, do you, so let me, let me ask you this. Would you rather go like, you know, cause you guys have what first round pick two in the second, another in the third. So the first two days, so, yeah. would you yeah. rather go offensive line heavy and just hope to score 50 points a game this year? Or would you rather try and balance that out a little bit? No, you need defense. Look at us last year. Towards the end of the season, we were scoring 30 points a game. I mean, they were scoring a lot, 20, 30 points a game, but they would give up 40. So I think you have to – I think once you go offensive – I think if you go offensive line early, you go defensive with your next few picks. Especially in the second round, you can get – I th- I feel like you can get better steals on defensively, like for their pick value than offense. Um, that's just me. Makes sense to me. You guys also have six day three picks, um, if I look yeah, this up right. A lot. Yeah. I saw that they have – what? so that's eight, nine picks this year? Looks like it, yeah. Uh, 10, 10 total. Okay. So they have 10 picks this year in the last like three or four years combined. They've had 11 or something like that. Like that's not, that's one, not good GMing. <laughs> no, no. Well, we gave up three first rounds for Khalil Mack. Then we gave up a ton to get Mitch Trubisky. So it's just like, why? Like, where is the, where is the progress? And I do like how, I like how we got rid of Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith, even though they were great for the Bears, they were going to want too much money. And now we have Jack Sanborn, Tremaine Edmonds, and TJ Edwards all combined for, I think, like two or three million more than what Roquan Smith wanted individually. So I think I think it was smart. We're we're in more we have more depth and they're great players anyway. And yeah. Roquan Smith's been in the league for six years or whatever it is, five years. No, totally makes sense. Another, um, so it's funny you mentioned that you want OL and DL because the a lot of the football guys that I read, that's exactly what they said the Bears need. Um, yeah. So you're you're now an NFL expert. Um, but another, okay. pos- there you go. Another position that they said you guys need is uh, secondary slash cornerback, which yes. with all those day three picks, and there's a certain Iowa defensive back who is projected to go in the fourth round. Like you see where I'm getting at here is Riley Moss going to be a bear. He will not be a bear. (laughs) You don't think he would hate it. I've given him crap about it so much. And he is like totally against it. I don't think he's had very many meetings with the bears um, anyway. So I don't think it's really in the realm of them drafting him, but I would like him. I don't, I would like him to get drafted. I think I would buy a Jersey right away. I know that. I have one other buddy that plays for the Steelers, and I'm not a Steelers fan. I bought his jersey right away. So um, I think it'd be sick. I don't care where <laughs> Moss goes. It doesn't matter where he goes. I'm still going to go watch him play, you know. It'd be cool if it was at the Bears or somewhere really nice. Absolutely. Well, and, okay, so that lead, you know, there's another Iowa football player, what, Lucas Van Ness. He's projected yeah. 
this is more first round stuff. I think they want him off the board pretty quickly. Could that be a guy if your offensive line choices are thin? Do you go him at nine? I think that's too early. You think so? Uh, yeah, a lot of the mock drafts that I, I've seen kind of didn't have him in the first round. Um, I've seen some that do and some that don't. I feel like he's somewhere that's just going to go like he could go anywhere. So I wouldn't, and that's not a shot at him. I just really want an offensive line. And I feel like if no matter what, I feel like there's going to be a good offensive lineman at number nine or Jalen Carter. You're going to get one of the two. There's really, I don't feel like there's a whole high chance that it goes haywire. If it does go haywire, I think that's maybe where you trade back and go back and then maybe get them later on at like pick 17 or 18 if you trade back with the Steelers or you trade back with the – who's the other team? The Titans. I know the Titans are – if if like Will Levis isn't gone, the Titans go back. They have the number 11 pick, so I could see like the Bears trading back to number 11 with them so they can get up and get their quarterback or Anthony Richardson, whichever one is left, and then get like another second round with it or something. Yeah, because then that yeah that would recruit yeah I mean shoot if you get three second round picks I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of really good usable players that come out on day two exactly and I feel like a lot of times you just need the more picks you have like the more I mean it's throwing darts at a board like the more darts you throw the more likely you're gonna hit a bullseye so yeah especially more day two picks because that's I just yeah. I feel like there's a lot of underrated talent that come out second and third round absolutely um last thing I wanted to ask you when it came to the Bears um. Kind of Bears related. I mean, it's really Bears related. Aaron Rodgers is no longer in the division. Um, yay, nay. Oh, thank God. <laughs> uh, I lived with Happel. So, and ha- Carter Happel, he's a huge Packers fan. And I was, I, I had to text him, like, hey, man, you doing okay? Like, <laughs> he, goes, he goes, and all he says back is like, JL10, like AR12, JL10. And it's like, um, I'm happy he's gone, but. It's because he's good. <laughs> yeah. Well, does that open a go door? Ahead, go ahead and throw what? The Jets are in the AFC, correct? AFC, the AFC yeah. Where yeah. it's way harder. No offense. Well, it's way harder than the NFC. And especially the AFC East where you've got the Bills and Josh Allen. You've got, you know, if Tua stays healthy, that's a really mean offense down in Miami. And then also Bill Belichick in New England. Like You can't ever count Belichick out. You never yeah. know there. Defensive mastermind. Solid. Yeah. So – Go ahead. Go to the Jets. Have fun with that. Um, we'll take Jordan Love and Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, does that make – I feel like I feel like the Lions are like the fun pick in the NFC North now, but like could, uh, could the Bears I, come I through said, there? Uh, I don't think the Bears are going to be like great this year. Like I don't think they're going to go from dead last into being like a Super Bowl contender. Um, I do think the NFC North is going to be weaker, so maybe they do sneak out the NBA NFC champs. I don't think the Vikings are going to be as good this year as they were last year. Um, they have to pay too much money to Justin Jefferson. They're going to lose depth. Their defense is already bad. I think the Lions are probably my favorite to win it. Um, that's who I would pick would win the NFC North. I think they are a fun team, and they're good. I like Dan Campbell a lot. I would. I think I would really enjoy playing for him. I don't think the Packers are going to be very good. Um, they have a very young offense. All three of their receivers are, or they have that Romeo Dube, Stubbs, however you say, and Christian Watson. They're both second year receivers. Jordan Love, first year quarterback, not first year quarterback, first year playing. Um, I don't know. I just don't see the Packers being great, but it's the Packers. They're probably not going to be horrible. <laughs> I feel like the NFC North is going to be very middle of the road. There's, yeah, well, I, I feel like the division is there for the taking. So, like, you yeah, know. it's not. So the Bears could sneak it out. I would still say the Vikings are probably the favorite. 
or not Vikings, Lions, Lions, not the Lions. Vikings, Lions. That's Lions. weird to say, right? That like, yeah, the, the Detroit Lions are the favorite Lions. to win the NFC North. <laughs> yeah, I called the Vikings winning it last year. That's what I thought would win because I knew the Bears were going to be bad. So, um, but this year I think they'll be better. I I think the following year Justin Fields is fourth year, right? Because he's going into his third. I think that'll be the year where the Bears should be good. And if they're not, then that would be the point where it's like, what the hell's going on? Are we at least moving in the right direction type thing? But then that problem is Justin Fields' fifth year rolls around. Do you take him for the fifth year? Like that that's a big issue. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Cause then you got to start wondering, like, okay, do you build up the rest of the roster and then find another quarterback somewhere down the road? Or is this a guy worth paying? And if so, you know, where how much? The- how much? Is he gonna yeah. be like where does he, he fall in the quarterback that, hierarchy? Yeah. You, you see a lot of quarterbacks take that third-year jump. You look at J- Jalen Hurts. He gets A.J. Brown, takes a third-year jump. Um, there's one other one that I can't think of off the top of my head where there was a trade. Tua, I mean, Tua, third-year jump, right? It's it's his. It was his third year, or second or third year. He gets Tyree Kill, huge jump. Um, and there's one other, and I can't think of it off the top of my head. Well, there's that guy in Kansas City. His third year in the league, they won the Super Bowl. So, yeah, boom. <laughs> did he get Tyreek Hill that year? He had Tyreek Hill the first time they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense to me. Because he like he had the red shirt year behind Alex Smith, and then he had the fifty and five thousand year, and then they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. I think uh, I think if Justin Fields has a lot to prove, I, I I feel like he's proven that he's a gamer and can play, and he's an athlete, and he's just he's just a talented football player as a whole. Um, but that doesn't always equivalent to wins. So yeah, and you don't want a guy who's that talented to, like you mentioned earlier, you don't want him to be on the run all the time. Like that's a great um, like weapon to have, but like you want him to stand up and throw Lamar. the ball. Yeah, look at Lamar; yeah. he gets hurt. Guy hasn't look played at, in December in two years. Yeah, so that's where I think of him. I think like Jalen Hurts does a good job at that, not running unless he has to. That's yeah. probably why he just got a fat paycheck. That's well, and also like the Eagles had one of the best offensive lines in the league this year. You got it. The line, the line is where you win offensive and defensively. After that, obviously defensive, there's a lot more uh, variables, but if you don't have a good offensive line, you're screwed from the start. No disagreements here. Um, So you have a Justin Fields jersey that you're going to be wearing in Vegas this weekend. Is that right? Or at least tomorrow. I have three Bears jerseys. So I was deciding which one of the three to wear, Um, but I'm going to go with, I went with that one. So. There you go. Is that just tomorrow for for round one? Because I know the draft in Vegas go all weekend. I brought a bear shirt too, <laughs> and, my, and my hat. So there you, we'll see. There you what, go. We'll see what I rock the rest of the week, depending on how if I'm in a good mood after the first round. <laughs> what could be like the one pick that they make that you'll just like throw in the towel or be mad again? If they take Bijan Robinson at nine, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> so you're a big you're a, what's his name Khalil Herbert. You're a big Khalil Herbert believer. I'm a big believer. If you have a good line, you don't have to be a good running back. Like, if you get the big enough hole, you can get four yards every time. And Khalil Herbert is good. He's a speedy running back. I don't think paying David Montgomery was smart. I think he's really good. He's going to be great at the Lions. Um, And then we have Devontae Foreman, who's more of a power back from the Panthers. I think he did a good job last year when uh, CMC and Hibbard, or Hubbard didn't play as much. He was good, so... I think you have the ability, plus with Justin Fields, you have enough dynamic to where if you have a good offensive line, you have 
enough options and skill that you'll be fine. And I think Khalil Herbert's good anyway. You don't need a good running back, a high-paid running back to win the Super Bowl. Look, go look at the Super Bowl, the last, like, 10 Super Bowls and their running backs. They're all on rookie deals, and they're all really cheap, and they really weren't that great of running backs, but they just had really good offensive lines, and, and that helped. Yeah, Chiefs starting running back last year, they picked in the seventh round. Like, he was a rookie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't need that. Uh, Austin Eckler was undrafted, I'm pretty sure. So it's like you don't need, like, a top running back. They don't last long. Look at Saquon Barkley. The Giants never did anything with him. They wasted his talent. The Cowboys wasted Ezekiel Elliott's talent. I wouldn't want to get B. John Robinson because we would waste his talent with not having a good line, and then it's just pointless. Yeah. I think I think the only counter that I would make to that, and this is – coming from somebody who is very upset that the Chiefs still wasted a first-round pick a few years ago on Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Um, it's it's nice to have five years of basically cost control. It's really four years because usually the fifth-year team option, it's, it, the price jumps quite a bit yeah. for first-round picks. But like four four years essentially of pretty cheap elite running back play, assuming Bijan's this elite guy, that's nice yeah. to have. It's just, it I don't is. know. Uh, I would never pay a running back after that, though. Yeah. After the four, I'd be done because odds are, unless they're Christian McCaffrey or, I mean, I'm trying to think of guys that are like really worth that much. McCaffrey like, and Saquon, right? Like that's probably it. That's pretty much it. Yeah. But Saquon's been hurt a lot. So then, then you're thrown in the injury bug, like same with CMC, but when they're on the field, they're the most dynamic player on the field. So I don't know. I thought, I don't know. I thought we could get like, I thought maybe they tried because Austin Eckler put in for a trade. And nothing happened. So I thought, like, when he put in for the trade, I saw a lot of people wondering if the Bears would try to trade for him. That obviously didn't happen, and I'm kind of thankful that, that didn't happen because I think we would have to give up too much for him. But I think Cleo Herbert will be great. I think he'll be good. I don't think he's going to be the number one running back in the league. Like, I'm not saying that, but I think he's going to be a good utility player that does his job. Yeah, if he can, you know, like you said, three or four yards a pop, catch out of the backfield, block, importantly. Then is very important. Usually, usually that's enough for a pretty cheap two, three year deal to stick around or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so you'll be wearing some sort of Bears stuff over the next few days. You're in Las Vegas. Um, yeah. Well, I was going to go to the NFL draft. So yeah, I guess that's I'm, only a five hour drive from Kansas City, but four or I yeah, the other week. It's only oh. about four hours and fifteen minutes for me. Um, I was going to go. I literally had it all planned out, but uh, then decided to come here so i canceled <laughs> those plans you're in las vegas u.s open week um a lot of different iowa hawkeye rustlers there senior level junior level uh but you're there coaching um or helping out or whatever helping it is yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever whatever term you want to use i'm gonna i'm gonna say coach I'm, I'll, I'll find a way into the corner especially for the younger guys maybe not as much as like the open guys um it's a little bit more serious, and I'll let I'll let Dennis and Star take that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, so what? Like fifteen or so guys from either Iowa or Hawkeye that are going to be there competing this week. Um, yeah, pro- maybe even more. I don't know. Yeah, fifteen to twenty, I think. What are I guess? I guess what are you most looking forward to from? We talk plenty about football, wrestling perspective. Getting to be at the U.S. Open, watching the seniors and juniors. What are you most looking forward to this weekend? Uh, I'm more so the juniors than uh the senior guys um i don't know i wrestled in the in the junior open here so it's a fun tournament you kind of get to see where uh guys stand um 
you know, they go to opens, local opens and stuff, but you don't, but I don't go watch the kids. I watch them in practice, but like, I don't get to really watch my younger teammates really wrestle much. So I think it's always awesome to see them and see their progression and see like kind of where they stand up against other young guys who are the, who they're going to be wrestling in the lineup for the next few years. Um, I like to see, I like to be able to see where they stand. So I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to young guys, even coming in Keeter, Arnold, um, block, um, those guys, unfortunately, Chittam's not wrestling. I would really like to see him wrestle. Um, and then even guys on the Hill team, Bradley Hill, uh, a couple others. So, yeah, I love the the junior division because it's like a good mishmash of like all the elite high school kids that maybe want to test themselves. Um, yeah. um, unless you're Ben Keeter, who decided to go seniors this week, which is like really intriguing. Um, well, he plays football, so the the junior he would make the junior world team, but that's during football season, so really he wouldn't be able to go to it anyway. It's the way I'm like processing it. I never talked to him about it, but in my mind, it makes sense to go senior because can't go to the junior worlds anyway. So what's the point? Well, I kind of figured like he, you know, like he blew through junior worlds last year. I know his semifinal match was pretty epic coming back to win it, but like you know, okay, I won juniors. Let's let's try our hand at seniors. That was I don't know. That'd have been my thought. Yeah, for sure. Um, I agree with that. Always trying to challenge yourself, go up to the next, go up to the next challenge. So I never won junior, so I can't really, I can't really say anything. <laughs> oh. I, went one, I went one and done. <laughs> That's such a frustrating part of the like international competition, the whole repishage idea that like you have to keep winning or lose to the guy that keeps winning if you want to keep wrestling. But That's um, how my state tournament was in high school. So I'm a fan. I'm not a, I'm not against it. Uh, the only thing is, is like you have, they have to make the finals and that's kind of down. Yeah. Like in, at the state tournament in high school, Illinois was, they had to make the semis. So like, that's not as bad. You have a higher chance of wrestling back, but I lost to the bronze medalist from Azerbaijan first round, six to six. He goes on and wins two more matches, gets into the semis or quarters or semis, whatever. And I mean, foreigners, they don't have five matches in a row in them. Five barbers. <laughs> they have barn burner with me. I appreciate a barn burner with me. Tech is next next guy, then had another barn burner. The dude's toast. He doesn't have anything left. Loses, comes back the next day, wins one match, wins one more, and takes bronze. So then it's like it's frustrating for me because as soon as he, I lost, I was like, this dude's not gonna this dude can't win three or four in a row to make the finals. So, so I'm out. <laughs> um, yeah, well, there there you go. Um do you wrestle at all with Keeter in the room? Have you been in the room since the season ended? Uh, I've been in there. I haven't been on the mat. Um, okay. so I've wrestled in the past. I wrestled him his sophomore year. Uh, and it was right after I took, right after I took fourth at nationals. So two, yeah, two years ago, right after I took fourth at nationals. So I went in and was at their like Fargo camp or something. I can't remember. And, uh, I was wrestling a couple different high scores and, you know, when you're older, you, you wrestle them live, but you don't like go like totally live, but you kind of like give it to them a little bit, but nothing like I wasn't trying to be like a total dick. Yeah. And I was just kind of messing with guys, kind of toying with them, beating them up pretty good. And then, uh, Keeter, I wrestled Keeter and he almost took me down to my back right away. And I was like, Oh shit. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. So I like strap it up a little bit and, and fight off this hard takedown and got out and got the takedown. I was just like, I remember like looking over at like Brooks, Sam Brooks, I think was running the practice and he was like, he had a big smile on his face. And I was like, what the hell just happened? But then I did fine, but I had to like, I had to give it a lot more effort than I thought I was going to for a sophomore in high school. And I just took fourth in nationals. I'm not saying like I, but he, I mean, he, 
he caught me off guard. I didn't expect it. He's, I mean, he's, you know, he's every bit of six, four, super long and lanky, but he rustles like a 25 pounder. Like, yeah, he's athletic. He's a yeah. super athlete. So, so, so he'll, he'll do okay at the senior level this week is what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I think he would have made the finals if they didn't. I mean, I kind of think he got screwed seating wise. I don't know how you drop from two to five like that, but now he's going to have Cox in the semis and Cox is Cox. So we'll see how that is. Yeah, I mean, I think Keeter can give him a good match and wrestle him tough, but I don't, I don't know. He's young. Cox is really good. So, but if he if he stuns the world, he stuns the world, and I'll probably be going crazy for it. Be kind of fun, right? Be some. It would be. It would be really cool. I would say that <laughs> it would be really cool, and I would be really excited. Um, who else are? I know you mentioned like Bradley Hill specifically. Who are some of these other young guys um, that you're excited to watch wrestle this week? Uh, I think both Martinsons are coming. Um, Jess Rogue is not. I'm just, I'm trying to think. Chittam's not. Uh, Chittam will be at the World Team Trials though, uh, for U20s. And then who else is coming? Jude Link. Um, just some of the younger guys. I know. I'm trying to think. Riggins, I know, I know, Little Seabreck, Chase Rhodes. Uh, yeah, Little Seabreck, Riggins, Chase Rhodes. Yeah, I, I was trying to remember. I just looked at like the room sheet, so I was like trying to like go in order, um, off based off where, what room number they were. So yeah, so they were excited. Riggins is super intriguing. Um, I don't even know what weight he's going. The dude looks huge though. And then Chase Rhodes, he's really scrappy. And the yeah, so it, it should be really good. So I'm excited for him. It's a fun tournament. I know when I wrestled U twenties, I had a blast. So. Booty won U20s when I came, and it was electric. He beat Makai Lewis. Yeah. And then Lewis won the – and then Makai Lewis beat him at the World Team Trials, and he won the Worlds and the Nationals that year. But Moody won, like, three come-from-behind victories in a row. Um, he, he was down 9-0 in, like, two different matches and won them, and then won in the finals being down, like, 4-0. So it was – watching him was really cool when I was a freshman. Some fun stuff that always happens at juniors, I feel like. Yeah, um, for sure. I've never actually been there in person, but I always watch it you know, the duration of it, the entirety of it every single year. Um, I don't know. Like, it looks like it'd be a really fun atmosphere to be like a part of in person. Um, and plus it's just like with so many different age levels going on, like seniors, juniors, uh, the cadet world team trials are this weekend too, you know, plus. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that was, that's a change. I found that out last week. So that's cool. That's like, I think they changed that last year where they just threw the cadet team trial, like world team trials in there as well. Didn't know that. Yeah. Never would have guessed that. I, yeah, I didn't pay attention. So, so a bunch of superstar high schoolers are going to be there too, trying to make the cadet world team. Yeah, I think I have a couple from my high school here, so I'll watch okay. them. I'm excited to watch them. There you go. Um, wanted to ask you too. Um, you and Spencer both recently added to the Hawkeye Wrestling Club. Um, was that always part of the plan? I feel like it's easy to assume that once you guys get done with your Iowa careers that like, yeah, it's the next logical step, but I know that that doesn't always happen for everybody. What was that like for you? Uh, I think Spencer came to his decision quicker than me. Um, I floated around the idea of leaving, floated the idea of staying, floated the idea of just getting a job. Um, I'm getting my master's, so I'll have a de- pretty good degree. And so, and I, and I, it, I'm not saying I, thought about it for a super long but you know it's a long it was a long season this year um had to go through things mentally and physically and after the season like you kind of process every option that you have um you don't jump to one and that's not a bad thing I think looking at your options is always good so 
for me, I like I kind of looked at everything, uh, looked at pros and cons of everything and what I really wanted to do. And ha having talks with Tom, it was more so like when I'm 45 and what I don't want to regret my choice. And I know I won't regret staying um, if I leave it's like a coin flip. Will it work out? And I regret it or will I be happy? And I know I'll be happy staying. So, and it makes the most sense to me because I don't want to leave. Tom and Terry are my coaches. They're my team. I'm a stubborn, loyal dude. So I don't want to help any other team get good. I want to help my team get good. So that's kind of how I look at it. I gotcha. So do you, do you plan on competing again this year? You're going to take like this year off and you know, I know that there's like usually a senior national tournament, like late December, the year before the Olympics or what's, do you know what's next for you? Uh, I'll probably compete in the fall or winter. Um, that's kind of the plan right now. I'm not going to uh, compete obviously here at the world team trials or probably in the summer, um, taking time off six years in college wrestling is hard. Corey Clark used to always say a year of college wrestling takes four years off your life. So that's 24 years off my life. So that's, that's a joke, but when you put hard. it that way though, like, damn, <laughs> yeah, it's hard. So, you know, I, you have to like kind of take time off and reassess, um, especially in my position, obviously Spencer's a lot different. He, he, he wants to get back on the mat. He's kind of got a little redemption stuff in him and fighting some demons. And I feel like that's great for him. Look at a guy like Max. He's kind of more on my plan, um, taking time off, figuring out what he wants to do in life. So, uh, yeah, I'll get back into it um, probably in the fall sometime. So no, no real rush. Um, I haven't wrestled freestyle in a couple of years, so probably a little rusty on some things. <laughs> I mean, how hard can it be to lock up a gut wrench, right? Yeah, because I'm not locking up a leg lace, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, well, you're also, I'm, you know, like you're, you, I think you've surpassed U23 eligibility too. So the next time you do come back, like it will, like it's straight seniors for however long you want to do this. Have you thought about how long you want to keep doing this? No, no? Uh, I know okay. I'll at least go through the Olympics and then after that kind of reassess and go from there. So um, we'll see. I'm going to play, but I'm going to play by year. Uh, I got you. Put all my eggs in one basket and keep riding with it as long as I can. 100%. Um, can you picture yourself? I feel like, so I can picture you coaching someday. Can, can you, is that something you might be interested in or do you want to go do like a real life job first and then come back? Uh, I don't know. I would be interested if the right opportunity came, I would go coach somewhere. Um, I'm not just going to go coach to coach when I could get a job somewhere else. I'm not, don't get me wrong. I love wrestling. I want to be around it the rest of my life, but I was, I was raised to where you go to school to get a good education. And if wrestling doesn't work out, you always have that. So, um, and having as many options as possible. So, um, knowing that obviously if I, if I get a great coaching opportunity, something that I can't pass up, I'll do that. If I get a great job opportunity that I can't pass up, I'll go do that. It's not, it's not an end all be all go for a go for broke type deal for me. Um, and I feel like that's kind of how I was raised. I was raised to, really think about my decisions and uh that's kind of led me to making the best decisions of my life you know i don't regret anything so not never rushing into something that's smart that's smart what's uh what's your master's degree in uh business analytics oh. finance so oh so you're like really good with numbers i'm all right with them <laughs> i was doing some like coding homework before this so that was fun why? Hey, if you can code, there's usually a job out there. So although the tech, I don't know. I feel like the tech industry has taken some gnarly hits in recent weeks. So uh, AI. It's AI coming hurts. for us. It's coming for us all. Yes. 
So we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. I know I don't really want to sit behind a desk all day. That sounds horrible to me. So, if you whatever could, that I mean, means, whatever that means is what it means. Do you have like, is there a dream job out there for you or have you not thought too big about that um, yet? No, I don't really have a dream job. As long as I make enough money to be happy and live a life that I'm happy with um, and enjoy the things that I enjoy, fine with whatever. I wonder if there's like, you know, a role in like advanced analytics in the Bears front office so that maybe you could go help them win a championship. I would go do that, um, except I don't want to move back to Illinois. So that's where the, <laughs> you know, that's where that kicker comes in. <laughs> I don't blame you there. I grew up Kansas City, haven't been back since. So yeah, well, Missouri's probably better in Illinois. Not, my parents when I left Illinois, my dad was like, "You're never coming back." And now both my sisters go to Iowa, so he's just sending us all out of state. <laughs> and they'll probably they'll probably move once my parents once my mom retires, and yeah. Oh, there you go. Kansas City's not a bad place to be, but I have not found a good enough reason to go back yet. So, well, it's because you're from there. Yeah, yeah. That's if I wasn't from there. I feel like there's a lot of people from Iowa that like want to go down to Kansas City at some point. So, I got a couple friends that go there and they really enjoy it. So, it's not bad. It's not bad. That's where the drafts at this weekend. So, it is. It is. It it'll it would have been a good time. I'll tell you that. If I <laughs> well, hopefully. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this weekend's equally um, as a blast. Or oh, least, it will be. This will be great. Know. This will be fun. You know, I'm, I'm more into wrestling than football, so. <laughs> I don't know, man. The way you were talking, like, you clearly know your bear stuff. So that was it was kind it's, of interesting to listen to it. Yeah, it's a different passion. It's a different type of passion. We all need hobbies. Yeah, it's a hobby. You know, I, I mean, crap. Did play football in eighth grade. Come on, give me a little bit of credit, but dude, so did I. But it was—I mean, clearly we're two different sizes of people. It was a pop Warner older, lighter division. Most fun I've ever had in my life. It was so cool. Uh, we only had—I'm from a small school, so we only had one division, and we were conference champs in eighth grade. So, no big deal. I mean, hey, that's put that on the wall. <laughs> put it on the wall, baby. Put it on the uh, resume. There you go, uh, Jacob Warner. I think. That was all the questions I had for you, unless there was anything else you wanted to add before we signed off here, man. I don't. I don't. So, Righteous. I'm all good. Thanks for having me. Yeah. No, I appreciate you taking the time. And uh, here's hoping that the Bears um, make a smart decision in the first round Thursday night. We'll see. If they don't, I'm going to get an earful from Telford. So. <laughs> He's a Cowboys fan. So You should be able to dish it right back to him. Oh, yeah, but. He didn't, he didn't even know who he had on his team. He had to look at his roster today, his team's roster. So. Some Cowboys fan. Yeah, some Cowboys fan. <laughs> Big thanks to Jacob Warner for jumping on and talking Bears, NFL drafts, some wrestling, and much more. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. And I'm, hey, I'm happy he's sticking around Iowa City in the Iowa wrestling program through the Hawkeye Wrestling Club. Um, for a few more years. So, um, you know, from there, we'll see what happens, right? That's all we've got today, guys. Uh, we'll be back sometime next week, likely with the U.S. Open recap. There's seven different tournaments going on in Vegas this week. You got three senior level national championship competitions, right? Men's freestyle, women's freestyle, Greco Roman, plus junior freestyle and Greco Roman national championships, as well as the cadet freestyle and Greco world team trials. Much to discuss. So I'm sure we'll have a reaction to all of that sometime next week. Until then, be sure to rate and review the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Subscribe to the Des Moines Register. 
I want to make sure that you guys don't miss any of our wrestling coverage this offseason. You can find links to do all of that as well as stories from this past week in the show notes. Thanks again for listening, you guys. We will talk again soon.